problems. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of the Average Joe from this podcast. And this is, as promised, my Halloween special. Well, the second Halloween special, to be precise, because the premise for this episode is that every year, me and my friend Alan, we do a Halloween movie marathon, where we usually have a certain theme, and we watch four or five movies according to that theme. Now, the theme this year was we were going to go from 1960 to 1990s, and we were going to pick one film from each decade, so four films that are considered classics or cult classics as well, and most importantly that we haven't seen them, because we have seen quite a few horror films. And without further ado, I will jump straight into it, beginning all the way back in 1960. This is Village of the Damned, as I said, from 1960, directed by Wolf Rilla, starring George Sanders, Barbara Shelley, and Michael Gwynn, and the plot goes as follows. In the English village of Midwich, the blonde-haired, glowing-eyed children of uncertain paternity prove to have frightening powers. So, some of you might recognize this, um, the name at least, because John Carpenter tried to remake this film in 1995 and failed miserably. And this is revered as a British classic despite having a German director. Now, um, 1960, very different time back then, very limited in terms of effects and all that. Now, as the plot tells you, blonde-haired, glowing-eyed children of uncertain paternity. Um, this movie is very high concept for the time it was made. At least that's the way I feel about it. Some others might disagree. But the concept is huge in the scope it can take. But the best thing that this film does is it doesn't let that concept get too far away from it. It stays very concise. In fact, it's a fairly short film. It's only an hour and 17 minutes. You know, it's not even an hour and a half. And as I said, it keeps it very tightly wound very centered on this town of Midwich, and it gets things fa- like moving very, very fast, right? I'm not going to reveal anything about the plot, but this was probably my favorite one from the four films that we watched in a row on that day. It's probably between this and the film I'm going to talk about next, but anyway, we'll get to that. Settling more on this film, for 1960, this is probably terrifying, because the way it kind of works, without spoiling much, is think somewhere along the lines of government secrets and hive minds but not exactly going right there and this is just before the cold war so i can imagine this probably terrified people back then it's like now obviously it's not too scary because the effects for 1960 are fantastic but now they're not that great and they're kind of on the nose but yeah i can imagine it really instilling fear and people back then like these are definitely very creepy children and they're played very well by the kids in the film and yeah i did really really enjoy this i mean i'm kind of a sucker for old horror movies um <laughs> i do like the old kind of effects and all that stuff but yeah village of the dam this was the first of four films that we watched in the whole halloween movie marathon and probably my favorite but let's move on i might change my mind as i start speaking about these films so moving on to the next one this is a film it's been on my list for so long i've had it on my laptop for even longer and haven't watched it and i said okay halloween's the perfect time because this is revered as the british classic of the 1970s so this is don't look now from 1973 directed by nicholas rogue starring julie christie and donald sutherland and for those that don't know plot goes like this a married couple grieving the recent death of their younger daughter are in Venice when they encounter two elderly sisters, one of whom is psychic and brings a warning from beyond. So, um, this is quite an infamous film, mainly for a sex scene 
that occurs in the film and apparently for its ending too these are the two biggest bits of controversy i could find about this film i'm not going to comment on the sex scene apart from the fact that if they were acting it's spectacular acting and their acting is mostly great throughout this entire film i mean it's julie christie and donald sutherland two very very fine actors um and to speak about the ending i mean i'm not going to spoil anything so i'm not going to speak about the ending that much but what i will say about this film is it's incredibly artful it's got one of the best uses of color especially the color red that i've seen in a film and it requires your 110 percent full attention and thought okay because the narrative is i would say typically structured but then it's very unorthodox in the way that it wants to tell you things. And that's why you have to pay attention. Because all the answers are there in plain sight if you merely pay attention and look for them. To be completely honest. Because the ending does kind of throw you a little bit of a curveball. And if you miss a lot of things, you will definitely be very confused. Um, it's not so much a horror film. Even though it is revered as the classic British horror film from the 1970s. It definitely has horror elements to it because there are some supernatural things going on. I mean, there's a psychic in the film. It's definitely a supernatural thing. But yeah, I'd say it's more of a drama mystery um, than all that. Um, yeah, probably my second favorite might just take over Village of the Downs just because of how well this was actually done. Obviously, Nick, Nick Rogue is a fantastic director in everything he's basically done. And yeah. Don't Look Now, it was very much worth the wait for this film. I really, really enjoyed it. A lot of people had made com like allusions to this with Midsummer coming out earlier this year. And uh, maybe the concept of grief, but uh, some people will just compare everything to anything. Anyway, moving on to film number three out of four. <laughs> Initially, we were going to watch Videodrome by David Cronenberg for the 80s. But then a friend of Alan's told him, no, if you're going to watch something from some, a horror film, sorry, that's from the 80s, you've got to watch this one. And this is Altered States from the year 1980, directed by Ken Russell, um, starring William Hurt, Blair Brown, and Bob Balaban. And the plot goes like this. A Harvard scientist conducts experiments on himself with a hallucinatory drug and an isolation chamber that may be causing him to regress genetically. <laughs> um, yeah, plot can be quite a bit to take in and again like village of the damned it's very fast moving even though it's an hour and 42 minutes it's under two hours feels a little bit longer than it does because in the second act it kind of drags a bit but this was one motherfucker of a ride like to hell and back of psychedelic sequences and just the film really going out of left field but like kind of then bring it back so that it all makes sense in a way and it was like it was crazy and i felt like i lost my mind at times but it was fun at the same time and it was beautiful to look at and the performances were really compelling i have to say i'm quite a fan of william hurt at this time and it feels like the director russell he was kind of doing stuff that other directors have done for example like carpenter but he was doing them with such like a i don't give a fuck attitude that it kind of feels better and less intentional in this film if that makes any semblance of sense but yeah it's fucking wild you need to really strap in and just sit back and accept what's happening on screen and it will eventually be explained 
Um, one thing I didn't quite understand in this film is the amount of nudity in it. Because, and that's not really a complaint. I just found it absurd that at many times, two characters would just be naked. <laughs> like, just all the time, just whenever they were in their house. But I guess that was just something that the director wanted. I guess there's a meaning to that in the whole meaning of the film, which I won't spoil. Because this is one you should definitely, definitely go and watch. I mean, it's written by Paddy Chayefsky, which he's done one of my favorite films, which was Network. You know? But yeah, it's fucking wild, totally out of left field, incredible religious and psychosexual imagery. Anyone who's a fan of stuff like that, this is definitely for you. Definitely worth the watch. And it's most definitely a horror movie because horrific things do happen. So yeah, that is film number three out of four. And coming to the final one of the Halloween special. Um, people would have heard of this one now because Jordan Peele is producing a kind of spiritual sequel to this film and if that hasn't told you what it is this is Candyman from 1992 directed by Bernard Rose starring Virginia Madsen Xander Berkeley and Tony Todd for those who don't know it goes like this the Candyman, a murderous soul with a hook for a hand, is accidentally summoned to, a rea- to reality by a skeptic grad student researching the monster's myth. So, we have grad students studying urban legends, and especially urban legends that surround killings. Um, is a skeptic, summons Candyman. Um, it's not really a spoiler to say, but Candyman is that character where if you look in the mirror and say his name five times, he will appear and he will kill you with his hook for a hand. <laughs> It's definitely a B-movie from this era. And it's one that I'd heard really incredibly glowing things about. People like, oh, it's a total classic. It's so good. Like, it's like, you know, like people just like going on and on and on about it. And I was quite excited because the premise is interesting. And even the character of Candyman is interesting. Um, To start with positives is um, the cast are great. Um, Virginia Madsen is great. Tony Todd is fantastic as the titular Candyman. And the gore in it is seriously impressive and it's actually earned because of the character the Candyman is. To give some cons against this film, it's incredibly expositional. There is no mystery around the character of Candyman because characters just get asked questions about him and they just go, okay, there's this, this, that, this, this, and that. And they just say everything that there is to know about this character and that really really took away from the film i have to say and there's just a thing which i don't like that about 90 percent of all 90s films do is they just feel like an episode of days of our lives you know and (laughs) like with the soundtrack and with the vibe and everything i know it's the 90s and they're it's a product of the time but i like it when a film from the 90s does that and it surprises me and it doesn't feel like an episode of days of our lives you know And this one really did at times. It felt very melodramatic in certain things it did. But that being said, it's still a great amount of fun. I did enjoy it. It's probably my least favorite from the films we did watch that day. But yeah, that's the film we finished with. That was Candyman from 1992. If you fancy a decent, like, kind of fun B-movie, I'd say go for Candyman. That brings an end to the discussion on the Halloween films. And Halloween has come and gone and we have all survived the very spooky times (laughs) Um, uh, next week we'll be back to usual with the weekly films i'll try and throw in some of the ones i watched in the last week that i obviously haven't included in halloween episodes 
because I can't see myself watching that many this week. So maybe if I watch two, then I'll have four for you to do next week, including the ones I watched last week. But anyway, I just feel like I'm talking to myself now. So moving on. Um, yeah, business as usual next week. Until then, I've been your average Joe, and I will see you soon.